Hey, welcome everybody. Listen, we have a very exciting time with this episode of Hope For Our Times, Sunday Night Live, wherever you are in the world. This is live, four o'clock here on the West Coast. And uh, I can't wait. I'm gonna introduce my guest in just a minute. Uh, but let me read a couple of things. We're gonna be looking at prophecies that are going to take place during the middle of the tribulation period. And some people wonder, why do you even talk about those things? I'll give you a hint. Because Jesus said to watch and be ready. And when you see these things begin to take place, look up for your redemption draws near. Uh, uh, but with that, consider these words from Damon Duck who wrote on October 4th, 2020, it was reported that the European Central Bank will begin, well, excuse me, will begin consultations on October 12th, that is tomorrow, on the release of a digital currency. ECB officials said a move toward a digital currency will complement cash, but not replace it. Then he said, many prophecy teachers believe the world will go to a digital currency to facilitate the tracking of all buying and selling during the tribulation period. Folks, I think this is remarkable when we look at Bible prophecy and the speed that everything is developing. And then along those lines, check this out. Here's an email that I received just today. This email came from uh, David from New Jersey. He said, how convinced are you, he's asking me, how convinced are you that one of the major underlying reasons for the COVID virus is to move the world to a one world currency? I have a company uh, that is in mobile fin fintech or fintech, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correct, and I am seeing a lot of pressure on countries to release a digital dollar native to their country. And then he goes on, and, he, and I went back and forth with him, and he said that uh, by 2021, midpoint of 2021, you can expect that we're going to have a digital currency that's developed here in the United States. And then we went back and forth on a few other things. With this, I would like you to welcome my guest uh, with you to the program today, Bill Salas. Bill, thank you for being here. We're going to have uh, quite an interesting conversation today. And this is, I, I think it's exciting when we look at Bible prophecy. But before we begin, uh, because some people, they look at this and they say it's too scary. I don't want to pay attention. Uh, somebody wrote this to me recently, taking a, a quote from um, uh, Charles Dickens. We live in the best of times. We live in the worst of times. But we know how it ends, don't we? God wins. And that's where we, we keep our eyes fixed on the finish line. But there's a whole lot of events that are going to take place between now and when Jesus returns. One of those things is the rapture is going to take place, but then after the rapture, there's events that are going to take place. We're going to be talking about these things. It looks like we're going to get quite a bit into cryptocurrencies and uh, this type of thing on this program. Uh, so you ready? I am, Tom. Looking forward to it. All right. So you have various books that are out. Uh, we can talk about some of those things. I in fact, I want to bring up uh, this current book. Let, let me go to this first. You have The Now Prophecies. You have the next prophecies. You have the last prophecies. You have a lot of different prophetic books here. Um, and then you have this. This is your latest book, The Final Prophecies. And uh, we're going to be getting into these areas of the final prophecies, right? Yes. Okay. So with that, you have developed the timeline. Do you want to start with the timeline, or do you want to start with what is cryptocurrency, or what is blockchain? Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with the timeline? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, that is a very good point the emailer said. 
that as we see the COVID-19 come, we're seeing it start, cash is starting to no longer be king. It's, it's very concerning. It's, we're going to read some headlines to your viewers tonight about cash is dying on the vine, mm -hmm. et cetera. So it's accelerating toward what I would also agree with you guys on is this global order and a cashless economy with the technologies available today, especially digital. And I think as we, you and I have talked many times, we're living deep on the end times line. This is telling us just how deep we are on the end yeah. times line. And we're going to talk, I think, about let's about going to the middle of the tribulation. Let's okay. talk about how critically important that is, how come so many prophecies are power-packed into that period of time. Because from there you get into the cashless economy. The mark of the beast comes out of that, and then we go into the second half of the tribulation. So the book is called Final Prophecies, the prophecies in the last three and one-half years of the tribulation. And, of course, that includes the midpoint prophecies. And there's almost a dozen prophecies mm -hmm. right in the middle happening in a matter of a few days to a couple of months, probably, at the most period of time, compacted in there. And they are powerful prophecies. So okay. we should maybe go through some of those. I would like to. In fact, uh, Chris or Gabe, if you could pull up for our viewers the timeline slide so everybody can see what, what it is we're talking about. Uh, if you look on the screen, so this is what people are seeing, Bill. Um, prophecies at the midpoint of the tribulation. These are all of them that you have listed. Ten kings desolate the harlot. Uh, Satan loses the war in heaven. Satan and the fallen angels are cast to earth. Death and resurrection of Antichrist. Death, resurrection, and ascension of the two witnesses. Annulment of the false covenant. Abomination of desolation. There's a lot here. Desecration of the third temple. Antichrist declares and shows himself as God. Antichrist campaign of Jewish genocide begins. Emergence of the false prophet. 666 image and mark of the beast. This is at the midpoint of the tribulation. This is a lot. This is mainly Revelation chapter 11, chapter 12, and chapter 13. And in this also false cryptocurrency and, and what, what, what you believe is cryptocurrency and blockchain. I happen to believe that also as we look at things developing, but I don't understand it that well. And I'm guessing a lot of our viewers don't understand it that well. So this is exciting. Let's roll. Okay, yeah. The, uh, you know, we've been sitting here uh, since the last Bible prophecy in 1948, the rebirth of the nation of Israel, 71, 72, almost 72 years now. What we just laid up on your screen are. Prophecies are going to happen, like I said, in just a few weeks mm -hmm. to a month span of time. So when Bible prophecies start to happen, they're going to start happening real quickly and compactedly at okay. this point in time. Okay, so, can you hold on one second? Yeah. Okay, just for our viewers to clarify, you said will start happening within a few weeks to a month's period of time. This doesn't mean a few weeks from now. Uh, this is, you're talking about once the events of the last days start to unfold. They're Correct. going to start happening rapidly. Listen, I believe like you do, the rapture is going to happen first. And then the tribulation will begin after that. So this, this Bill's not saying in a few weeks these events will start. Yeah, thanks for clarifying okay. that. When, when these events in the middle of the tribulation happen, they will happen within a couple of weeks to a couple of months. We've made that point. So that's a good point to, to put forward. Now, um, with respects to, we also want to make sure that some people might be asking this question, Tom. But wait, you're talking about the rapture. I believe in a pre-trib rapture. That means I won't be here for the middle of the tribulation. That's a good point. Okay. You know, that's a very good point. But, but the thing is, you have people who you love that don't know Jesus right now. And if we're as close to the rapture as we think we are, it could happen at any given moment. You know, people who are going to, in your sphere of influence, in your family, they're going to be left behind. And they're going to go through the things we listed there. And those were just a handful of the things on the timeline. Mm -hmm. There's seal judgments. There's trumpet judgments. There's 
deaths, there's demonic mm -hmm. invasions, etc., wars and famines, etc. Right. So we're trying to say that you you should care, even though you won't be here. Someone you love will be here, and you can use what we're going to show you tonight to evangelize to those people. Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent point. I get asked that question a lot. Why waste your time teaching Bible prophecy if you're a pre-trib rapture person? What difference does it make? We're going to be out of here. In fact, it's probably one of the questions I get asked more from people who have, have gone to church but aren't interested in Bible prophecy. But what they don't understand is, listen, what they're not connecting with is just everything that you just said. You're sharing Christ with your family members. You're sharing Christ with your friends. These events that are going to take place are all warning signs that they can see, uh-oh, my knucklehead brother or friend, Bill Salas, was right. Or that guy, Tom, he, he was correct in saying these things because they tell us. And, and these will be used as opportunities during the tribulation period for people to come to Christ that aren't coming to him yet. And that's the way I see that. Right. And, and when we leave this program, time permitting, we are going to give the viewers a good education on the okay. developments of cryptocurrency, how it's happening so fast which tells us if that's the technology that the Antichrist will embrace to facilitate his global economy, it's it's here, mm -hmm. right? So that tells us this time is rapidly approaching. So you can start to learn more about these types of things and you can use them as a witnessing tool to talk about what's coming, a cashless economy, a global order, this sort of thing. So we're gonna to get to that. Um, the middle of the tribulation, you know, we've gone through the first half of the tribulation, there's been seal judgments, there's been trumpet judgments, there's been uh, tormenting of demonic invasion, tormenting in the fifth trumpet judgment, five months of people who don't have the seal of God. There's a, a 200 million man army in the sixth trumpet judgment that kills a third of mankind. Now this, this is, we haven't even gotten to the middle of the tribulation yet. Now we get to the middle of the tribulation and this is where things really heat up. There's a war in heaven between Michael the Archangel and Satan. You pick that up in Revelation chapter 12. And Satan is accusing the brethren day and night before the Lord who have overcome him with their, their testimony and their faith in God and the blood of the Lamb. And so the brethren he's accusing at this point, I point out in the book, are not church saints or Old Testament saints. They're the actual people going through the tribulation period. They're the people who are not believing in his deception, his lie, and, and, and they become God's rebuttal. You know, how come you know, not everyone's falling into your lie, this sort of thing. So he's accusing these brethren day and night. At some point, that's, getting, that's going nowhere. It's falling on deaf ears. The angels who have never left their proper habitation, the good angels are listening to this more than likely. We're going to take, I'm going to take a little liberties talking about how I think these things unfold, okay. uh, author liberties will say. But ultimately, it's not working, so Satan has to kick into plan B, which is he's now going to come try to kill all the Jews, which has always been his plan. But he's got a twofold strategy. He's going to want to kill the Jews. One, mm -hmm. if he can kill all the Jews, and before I say that, remember, Michael is the prince of the Jews. That's why the war, I think, the war mm -hmm. happens between Michael and him. Now, Michael could be the chief commander in heaven anyways, but he, he's definitely the prince of the Jews. Now, if Satan is going to try to kill the Jews, mm -hmm. he's got to go through Michael, and I think you mm -hmm. have this war. Now, Satan loses. He gets cast down to the earth, and he begins persecuting the Jews, okay. which is one of the things in the middle of the tribulation. Okay, that's Revelation chapter 12, right? Yep. And then also, uh, that is, when I look at that would be... Uh, Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus warns, when you see the abomination of desolation, 
uh, as Daniel the prophet spoke of 24 verse 15 mm -hmm. and then Jesus warns those who are in Judea flee woe, woe to those who are pregnant and nursing uh, that your flight might not be on the Sabbath is that the same event that you're talking about yeah okay. in a sequence of events I believe we get there after he comes down to heaven there's a couple of things that goes on the Antichrist has died we'll talk about the resurrection of the Antichrist mm -hmm. that's in the middle of tribulation we'll talk about his trip to Jerusalem I believe I have a kind of a fun with it I call okay. it a 40 trip to Jerusalem but when he comes down he's cast down to the earth like you say in Matthew 24 Jesus is warning the Jews especially in Judea to flee because that's when Satan is gonna have the Antichrist commit a final genocidal campaign of the Jews and it says in Zechariah 13 8 two-thirds of these Jews will be cut off in the land so it's gonna be worse than the time of Hitler but the twofold strategy Tom is this if he kills the Jews he can accomplish two birds with one stone he can prove that God's a promise breaker because, and it has character flaws because he promised Abraham that he would have descendants forever, that's the chosen people, Genesis 15 and elsewhere, and a land for them, a promised land. Mm -hmm. If he can kill all the Jews, he shows that God, God has got a character flaw. He doesn't keep his promises. Two, if he can kill all the Jews, there'll be no Jews to fill the man, fulfill the mandate of the second coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Matthew 23, verses 39, he tells the nation of Israel, after rebuking the leaders at the time, he says, I will, you will not see me again until you, you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If there are no Jews left to say, blessed is he who comes in the mm -hmm. name of the Lord, the Savior is stranded in heaven. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, that's why you see the persecution of my estimation. It's a yeah. twofold campaign to kill the Jews. Yeah. I would uh, agree wholeheartedly with that. It's a spiritual reason why there is anti-Semitism in this world and a Satan's uh, attempt to eliminate the Jewish people. Um, I want to ask you a question before we move on, because you brought up deception. Okay, so with this question that came in, uh, what this uh, individual asked me uh, about was specifically the individual, the David from New Jersey, uh, is coronavirus one, uh, let me let me get back to it. I want to ask exactly what he said. How convinced are you that one of the major underlying reasons for the coronavirus is to move the world to a one world currency? Now, here's my answer on this, and then I want you to answer. I don't think the reason for coronavirus is to move the world to one world currency. However, I think coronavirus is being used as a tool to move the world that direction. Um, I think coronavirus is real. I don't think the numbers are anywhere near as high as we were told. Certainly, they're not nearly as high as was projected in, in all the fears that were brought upon everybody. In fact, who released some statement today, apparently, uh, that they are retracting or something like that. I wish I had the article with me. Uh, uh, they're saying, look, the, the, it was someone within the World Health Organization, maybe you saw a bill, that said, look, these lockdowns are creating a much bigger problem for especially those who are already uh, poverty-stricken than before. And the disaster that's coming from the lockdowns is far worse than, the, than uh, uh, any, anything that's happened from the actual coronavirus. Did you see that article? I did not see the article, but I concur with what you're saying. Yeah. I don't believe this was sort of created to facilitate a one world order, but it is certainly being used to do that. Now we talk about deception, 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 7 through 12, when Satan is no longer restrained, which most of us would say at the time of the rapture, his restraint is removed, he is going to go forward with deception with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So the COVID-19 thing is not necessarily fitting into that sort of mold. First of all, the church is still here, the restraint is still upon Satan. But I do agree with you, this is fa facilitating a move toward 
digital currencies, mm -hmm. blockchain technologies, and I think that is that's the tool that the Antichrist will use for his cashless economy. Um, with that, I can pull up this article. I feel like I need to, so give me just a second here. Here's what it said, because just make sure I quoted this right. Um, coronavirus, this is news.com.au, who World Health Organization backflips on virus stance by condemning lockdowns. And, and then uh, it went on to talk about what I mentioned with poverty stricken. But we're going into cryptocurrency. We are going towards a cashless society. Mm -hmm. um, and everything I'm reading, man, it is happening rapidly. Okay, so now we, we have all those different events that are gonna happen midpoint of the tribulation. I'm gonna have you take our myself and our viewers, help us go through this. We can pull up the slides as you need them on what is blockchain, mm -hmm. uh, what is cryptocurrency, explain some things. I hope you don't mind me stopping you with some questions. I know you have, we have a lot of different news articles too uh, that uh, are here to help us all grasp what's really going on, how quickly. So you ready? Yeah. Okay. Now let me let me make this yeah. comment as right. we get into it. It sounds like we're going to move head on right into the cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Okay. But we could. No, no. I, that's I was fine. I was no. saying we could do that after we do the Let's do the other the sequence of events. Let's it go through this, to me. No, go through the sequence okay. of events. So Satan's cast down to the earth, and a third of his angels are cast down, and they're no longer able to go back and forth to and fro between earth and heaven. They're cast out. And it says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth because Satan is cast out and he knows his time is short. So he's going to immediately start moving with his last campaign in this three and a half years that's left. And the first thing he's going to do, he's got a problem because his point man, the serpent seed, has received a mortal head wound found in Revelation 13. Somehow he's man managed to be killed, right? And so he, Satan resurrects him. Uh, and several times it talks about this in Revelation 13. Now, some people would say, well, it's a counterfeit resurrection, whatever it may be. I personally think it looks like a real resurrection, maybe a DNA alteration. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is the world thinks it's a real resurrection because it says they start to worship and follow the beast. Now he's coming alive to the forum. He's come out of the bottomless pit. Now, meanwhile, I think what has happened by this point in time is the harlot, the global world religion, which was thriving in the first half of the tribulation, gets desolated by the Ten Kings, and it's no longer what it was. It's a, it's, in, it's fleeing, whatever the case may be, Revelation 17, 16. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, one aspect of worship is out of the way, because remember, the Antichrist is now going to show himself as God. He's going to exalt himself as God. Now, he's got Judaism as a problem, right? That's a competing mm -hmm. religion. Christians are already being killed through Christianity mm -hmm. by the harlot. She's drunk with the blood of the saints and the martyrs of Jesus. Now she's out of the way, so he'll start killing them. We're told he actually beheads Christians who don't take his mark in Revelation 20, verse 4. But he comes down on the scene now, and he's resurrected. Now he's got, the first thing he's, he's going to do is he's going to go to Jerusalem. Because he's got these two witnesses that have been there in the first half of the tribulation, causing plagues and torment, and they're tormenting all the people on the earth. This is in Revelation chapter 11. And at the time they're doing the plagues, the trumpet judgments have also been happening. So, so our viewers are watching, because you just said a whole lot I did. in a very short time. So I'm able to track with you. I want to make sure everybody else is able to track with you also. I'm not going to reiterate everything. But when you get to the two witnesses, so the two witnesses are preaching for the entire first half of the tribulation period. 
Yes. Okay. So there, there, there's judgments that are coming from them. There's judgments that are also coming from God at the same time right. in, in heaven. So you have the different sets of judgments. You have the seal judgments that are taking place, the trumpet judgments, the two witnesses who are also proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. So all of that is taking place in the first half of the tribulation. And you're only a couple of things into what takes place before the cryptocurrency. Right, I mean, the cryptocurrency is a <laughs> or, few, the, or a few, the mark of the beast um, for those who a month later, right? Part, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to happen real quick. So the two witnesses are tormenting mankind. It says, okay, and and so bad that the people have been trying to kill them, but it says they can't be killed, and people who try to harm them will actually be harmed in retaliation mm -hmm. by these. Now, the world at large does not necessarily know that God is orchestrating trumpet judgments, and some of those trumpet judgments are not too far away from what the powers that the two witnesses mm -hmm. have. So from my perspective, it's highly likely that mankind thinks the two witnesses are causing the judgments and that they're, and it says that they are tormenting mankind. So much so that when the Antichrist goes to Jerusalem, and I, I have fun with it, I say he does a four-day trip to Jerusalem. Day one, and I'm gonna say for, for giggles sake, I'm gonna say it's a Friday, okay? I have no idea. And it may not even be four days, it may be longer, it may be shorter. But he goes in there and the first thing he does, he go, gets out of Ben Gurion Airport, his motorcade and they go over to where the, these two witnesses are and he kills them. It says he kills the two witnesses and he, they lie dead in the streets for three and a half days and the world is rejoicing. They're giving away gifts, mm -hmm. it's merriment because they, for all intents and purposes, mm -hmm. they probably think the plagues have stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the Antichrist will even be so bold as to say, hey, I just stopped the plagues. Yeah. Little do they know, the worst plagues are just around the corner mm -hmm. in the bowl of judgments. Yeah. So then the Antichrist, in my estimation, he goes to his hotel room, he turns on the TV, it's Friday night, he couldn't be happier. The world's already following him, marveling from his resurrection. Now it says he goes there after he comes out of the bottomless pit and kills them. So we know what happens after this counterfeit resurrection. He's in his hotel room, he couldn't be happier. The cameras are on these two witnesses in the street. The world's giving away gifts. Now that's day one. Day two, I'm gonna say it's on the Sabbath. He's gotta go into the temple now. He's gotta stop the sacrifices and offerings that are taking place as per Daniel 9:27. And when he does that, he also annuls the false covenant in Isaiah 28, verses 18. So that he kills two birds with one stone. Then he's going to desecrate the temple, and he's going to set up his abomination of desolation in the holy place, which is we go back to what mm -hmm. Jesus, you said about Jesus. We'll talk about that in a minute. So some people think the abomination of desolation is actually the, the image of the beast. And if it is, that means the false prophet's on the scene by this time, because it's a false prophet. We're talking Revelation 13, who says... Let us make an image to the beast, and he causes the beast, he gives a breath, causes mm -hmm. it to speak, and kill all those who will not worship the beast. So the false prophet comes into this mix at some point. In my scenario, I put him shortly after mm -hmm. day two here. Now day two, he's now he's gonna go, he's still in the temple. He stopped the sacrifices and offerings. He's done the abomination of desolation. He's desecrated the temple. Now he's gonna exalt himself above all that's called God and have no regard for the God of his fathers. And he's going to show, 2 Thessalonians 2 says he shows himself as God. And the, it looks like from the Greek word, he's actually doing like a miracle or demonstrating, not just boasting I'm God, mm -hmm. but actually doing something to prove that. Now, that's the end of day two. We're going to call that the Sabbath. Now, let's go back to you for a minute mm -hmm. and tell me why the Sabbath would be the worst time for this to happen according to Jesus. What did Jesus say in Matthew 24, verse 15? Oh, yeah. uh, pray that your flight is not on the Sabbath. Right. You know, the reality of it is, Bill, you've been to Israel. I've been to Israel. When it's... Shabbat, when it's Sabbath, pretty much everything shuts down. Right. Uh, very few people are going anywhere except for those who are breaking the Sabbath laws. But you go to the hotels there in, in Jerusalem on Sabbath, 
and you can't even get checked into your hotel room. I know because that has happened to me not once, twice, but three different times. Mm -hmm. Do not try to check into a hotel in Israel on the Sabbath or you're going to be sitting in the lobby uh, for the night. And uh, so that's why. Right, and trying to flee when public transportation, and a lot of Israelis use public transportation on a Sabbath, they're all, the transportation shut down. He says, also pray that your flight is not in the winter because mm -hmm. the wadis can overflow and flood. Pray, pray that you're not nursing babies. Mm -hmm. Of course, you don't want to be fleeing with a baby. But what Matthew 24, 15 and 16 says is that Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation as spoken by Daniel the mm -hmm. prophet, standing in the holy place, this is why we might put the image of the beast in the holy of holies, that might be what we're, he's alluding to. He says, let him who reads this understand, which I want to talk about that in a minute. But then he says, let those in Judea flee. Okay, mm -hmm. because that's when the persecution of the Jews are going to happen. He's going to get rid of Judaism and the Jewish people for the reasons we talked about earlier. Now, it says, him who reads this, let him understand. Now, we're not reading it. I'm, we're quoting it, but we want you to know that it says anyone who reads it has to understand. That means you too. Now, the Jews who are fleeing, they need to understand it because they've got to flee. And he's warning them to flee out of Judea. But anybody that's hearing it, he's talking to, they need to understand it. You and I need to understand it because we teach it. But I'm looking in the camera right here. He's even talking to you. And some of you may say, well, I like the Bible, but I don't necessarily like Bible prophecy. Mm -hmm. But he does not give you an opt-out clause here. He says you, you must understand what he's saying, at least specifically on this, this particular prophecy. And I like to use that to let people know that mm -hmm. now. So day two, he's gone back to his hotel room. He's done all those things. And I believe the TV cameras have followed him into there, into the, into the temple. Mm -hmm. He's done all those things. He's, the two witnesses are still down on the streets. The cameras are on them. The world's rejoicing, giving gifts. He's shown himself as God. He couldn't be happier. Day three comes along. He gets a phone call from three of the ten kings. Now, the ten king, three of these ten kings are actually at some point had to be subdued, we're told in Daniel mm -hmm. chapter 7. Now, up to this point, the ten kings have all been of one accord. They agreed to give their kingdoms to the beast. They all agreed they should desolate the harlot. But all of a sudden, three of them all of a sudden now have a problem. Now, I'm just saying that he gets a phone call. He's had his bags packed, he gets a phone call, right? He's got a problem with three kings. He said, look, we were good with you all the way, but now you tell us we've got to worship you as God, we've got a problem with that. Now, I don't know, folks, if that's why right. he has to subdue him. Yeah. But I've, I've, that's about the only thing I can think of, why everything changes for that. Yeah. I, I do want to say this, and you mentioned it early on, that you're going to take a couple of liberties presenting the scenario. What you're really laying out is we know the facts based on the Bible of the events that will actually take place. So just as a reminder, what Bill is laying out is a possible scenario for how all of the events will go down. You said something when you began uh, Antichrist flying into Ben Gurion Airport and then going over to Jerusalem. Yeah, I, I never thought about that, but that's probably how that's going to, he probably will be coming into Ben Gurion Airport, which I've been to many a times. So when you start looking at the reality of it, this is what the we, we read what the Bible says, but you're trying to help people just to imagine the reality of it. It is going to go down. We don't know the exact time. We don't know the exact places. But I think you're putting out something that's definitely intriguing uh, based upon what the Bible says. And I have this in the book, and the book has a DVD coming out shortly. Okay. And for those of you that may have tuned in late, that was important. Tom said what he said, because as an author, I do take some liberties. Uh, I'm running out a scenario that may not be exactly how it lays out, but it is scripturally supported. Now, Dave, now he said he's fussing about what is he going to do about these three mm -hmm. kings. We're told he ultimately has to subdue three of the ten kings. Now, 
day four comes along, he even gets worse news. Now we're talking about Monday, right? In my scenario, started on Friday, day one, on through on Monday. Now suddenly he wakes up on, on the TV, he sees the two witnesses resurrect. We're told in Revelation 11, after the three and a half days, they stand on their feet again. And now he's got a problem. The gift giving is stopping. He's got to go out there and take, kill these two witnesses again. This is a big problem. So he gets in his motorcade. Here's the author of Liberties. He gets in his motorcade with his guns and bullets, and he gets to the scene of the crime. And he's there, and he's starting. He sees the two witnesses ascend to heaven. And he's shooting up there, and the drones are going at it, and whatever the case may be, trying to kill these two guys, but he can't kill them. They're going up to heaven. So also now he's got an issue. His Jerusalem trip, four-day Jerusalem trip, has got some, some sour apples at the end of it here, right? So now he's going to go back and he's put together his, with his false prophet, he's going to come together, he's going to put together the image of the beast, and he's going to put together his cashless global economy, and now we get into what is that, the cryptocurrency. Okay, what is the cryptocurrency? I do want to say this, you, you write books, you should do some movie things too, because <laughs> by, by looking at it, we do have the facts in of everything you're laying out, Revelation 11, 12, and 13, again, uh, you know, the, the t exactly how the events are going to happen. Will drones be involved the second time to, to attempt to eliminate two witnesses? We don't know those things, but certainly you look at what's going on today. Somehow these things are going to develop, and, and that's the reality of, of what is going to happen. With that, we also know there's going to be a temple that's going to be built in Jerusalem. Um, I don't know if we have enough time to get into that at all. I, I still want to talk to you more about that if we can't tonight. Um, uh, the temple's going to be built, and Christ will be, be demanding to be worshipped. You talked about the abomination of desolation. Uh, then, um, and then the demand, false prophet says, you worship the beast in the image of the beast, or, or you and receive as the, the marker, or the name of the beast or you, on your right hand or forehead, or you cannot buy or sell. So that is where we're picking up, cryptocurrency, right. Revelation 13. Let's roll. Okay, let's let's qualify that a little bit. Okay. okay. In my book, by the way, I have three chapters devoted toward the mark of the beast. I introduced the mark of the beast, chapter one of the chapters. The other chapter is the, the global economy of the Antichrist, and the other economy is the global religion of chapter rather, is the global religion of the Antichrist. So we're going to talk mainly about the global economy of the Antichrist. Now the mark of the beast is something that's sort of a reward given to those who will actually worship the Antichrist and the image of the beast. You know, it's not going to be something that sneaks up on somebody, uh, some digital chip or whatever, all of a sudden go, I, oh, I didn't know that was mm -hmm. the mark of the beast, right? right? It's, it's, you don't get it, and, let, and it's not available until the midpoint of the tribulation. Okay, so with that, because I get questions all the time, the vaccine that is supposedly being developed, we hear a lot about it. We hear a lot of talk about you won't be able to buy or sell unless you get the vaccine. Um, is the vaccine the mark of the beast? No, the vaccine, though, will be probably part of your medical records, which could be incorporated okay. in whatever that technology okay. is. The beast I, I could buy that. I do not believe the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I believe what you, what you said is it's not going to sneak up on you, the mark of the beast. Um, I don't believe you're going to be tricked into receiving the mark of the beast either. You're going to know what you're doing, so it won't be like you received the vaccine 
and aha, by the way, you just received the mark of the beast. I don't believe it's that way because it's an act of worship, right? isn't it? Okay, yeah. with that, do I believe the vaccine is going to be good? That's a different story for a different time with a different guest, right? right? But let's, okay, let's, let's go back to where, well, where so, you left off. So we're clear that it's available at the midpoint of the tribulation, not prior, as far as the ability to have the mark of the beast. We're clear that you have to be worshiping the Antichrist to be eligible for the mark of the beast. Okay, it's not going to sneak up on somebody. So we laid that groundwork. Now what we're told is that no one can buy or sell unless they have this mark upon their right hand or upon their forehead. Mm -hmm. So we're not told all the other things about it. We find this out in other chapters that you can actually, you can experience the wrath of God if you have the mark of beast. You're going to lose your salvation if you have the mark of beast. So, you know, from, we have to start thinking, well, this, there's more to it than some technology. Mm -hmm. There's actually somebody's forfeiting their right at salvation, et cetera. What happens is some people are speculating these days that there's some D DNA alteration to the human genome where now they, they're not in the image of God anymore. They're unredeemable. You know, Billy Crone mm -hmm. is not on that sort of a thing, et cetera. I'm not going to go there necessarily mm -hmm. at this point, but I do want to talk about you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously that means cash can't be in, in the equation because you can't stop someone from buying and selling under the table if there's cash, right? If you're trying to monitor this whole system, you gotta get rid of cash. Now the coronavirus, here's the headline right here, Tom. Is the coronavirus killing off cash? This is political on April 17th, 2020. Now, folks, the headlines Tom and I are gonna go through here with you are all relatively recent. And so what we're talking about here is an antichrist incorporating a electronic system, probably cryptocurrencies, digital dollars through blockchain technologies, We'll explain that all to you. Now, what does that really mean, though? For, for the ages, down through the ages, man has fiat currencies, cash, you know, other methods, gold and silver. We're talking about walking away from all that, abandoning all that. It's hard to imagine. And going into a whole new system, you know, credit cards, debit cards have become really important. We're even talking about going away from that because they have their problems as well into digital, all the way digital currencies at this point. The coronavirus is helping to kill off cash because of the cash can carry it. So that's just one of the headlines. Is another headline comes out in uh, Town and Country. Uh, uh, this Is this the end of cash? With the coming paper currency apocalypse, your money will no longer be good here or there or anywhere. Now we found mm -hmm. that, Tom, at some places you couldn't even pay cash when you made a transaction, they would only take your credit card or your debit card, right? So right. back to, you, to the guy from New Jersey, mm -hmm. yeah, it's facilitating the end times right now. Yeah, I believe it's a tool being used to bring this about because, you know, when you read this, uh, let me share part of this. This comes from Stott, uh, Todd Strandberg, okay. and he says this, uh, for years, several banks, several central banks have contemplated the introduction of a digital currency these talks have never gone beyond the theoretical planning stage because it would be a huge move to switch to something that is outside the current banking system. So we, but, but it's switching now, and I believe coronavirus is being used to help speed this along. The Federal Reserve has been researching the nuts and bolts of a digital currency for some time. The Board of Governors has a technology lab that has been building and testing a range of 
distributed ledger platforms to understand their potential benefits and trade-offs. Staff members from several reserve banks, including Cleveland Fed software developers, are contributing to this effort. And then uh, the, biz uh, the business world has made huge advances in creating technology that makes a 100% digital currency system possible. Then he says a lot more in the newsletter, but that's essentially what you are saying. Right. These things have been in the works. I, I look back before coronavirus, there were companies that would not take cash already, just usually small purchases. I mean, the, where you might go buy coffee or something like that. Not just were you encouraged to use an app or a debit card or something, but some just wouldn't use it at all, wouldn't accept cash at all. But now with coronavirus, that we really started to see that increase. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, go to a restaurant now, Bill, I'm sure you've experienced it. It's, uh, we don't, it's no touch pay. Right, it's just, you can pull up everything right there. They have some kind of thing, or you can pull it up on your phone. You just do the, um, the Q reader, and you do everything right there on your phone. You can order on your phone, and you pay, uh, you, you pay on your phone. So these things have really stepped up because of the current environment we're in. Right, and so just a brief history on this, because it's happening so rapidly. Let's just take ourselves back to the global economic crisis of 2008. That's when the Bitcoin came out. That was sort of the first cryptocurrency. How long ago? About 2008. 2008? Yeah, that's when it was introduced. I, I, I didn't, that was a long time ago. Well, that, remember, that was the global yeah. economic crisis. Yes, that's right. The mortgage implosion, 2007. I can't believe that was, that was 12 years. I, I'm having a, how old am I? Tom, Tom, we don't want to go there. Then you have to Are you out, older than you you're older than, I'm older than you. Okay, let's go. We don't need to go there. Um, but in 2017, the Bitcoin exploded. It was almost worth 19,000, 19,700-some $19, dollars, that sort of thing. I think even today it's 13, 14,000, something like that. I don't, don't mark my word on that for a quote. But the point is, Facebook started coming out like in 2019 with what they want to do is the Libra. And then all of a sudden, yeah. what happens is the problem with cryptocurrencies, and I'll, we'll read the definition to it in just a minute, is that the central banks are going to lose control of the money. They can't they can, can't control a Bitcoin, the flow of funds. The central banks of countries are very concerned. They're going to lose control of the flow of the money supply in their own nations. That's why you've got uh, headlines coming out like uh, China rolls out a pilot test of digital currency, the Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. April 20th. Uh, USA, UK, France, Russia, Israel, Canada, India, Japan, South Korea, Dubai, Venezuela, Ecuador, Estonia. There's a, there's a race, this is just a few of the countries developing cryptocurrencies right now. There's a race, like a race to the moon to see who can come up with a better Bitcoin nationally. And this stuff is coming head over heels. Another headline here, Visa files for a patent for cryptocurrency system to replace cash. That was in uh, recently earlier this year. Cryptocurrency explainers saying it could be the next step in the evolution of money. That The International Monetary Fund came out with a video on what is cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. We can't show it here, but let me read what a cryptocurrency is. This, I have this in my book. Cryptocurrency is a digital currency in which encryption techniques are used to regulate the generation of units of currency and verify the transfer of funds operating independently of a central bank. We can pull up that slide so everybody can see it. Oh, okay. That's the uh, what is cryptocurrency slide, Chris. Thank you. So there it is. Uh, uh, so people can actually read along with you. So go ahead, and Bill. Okay, cryptocurrency is a digital currency in which encryption techniques are used to regulate the generation of units of currency and verify the transfer of funds get this, operating independently of a central bank. That's the point. Mm -hmm. They don't want to lose control of the flow. This means that it can be de it is decentralized. 
which is very problematic for the central banks of countries to control their own nation's money supply. Mm -hmm. That's why I told you what countries are panicking and going full speed ahead on this sort of thing. Now the cryptocurrency, here's a couple other headlines that will tell you about what a blockchain technology is. By the way, Sweden is also testing this as well. Now here's one for you, blockchain. A headline with the Wall Street Journal, May of 2020. Blockchain may offer solutions to fighting COVID-19. Okay, well, what are we going? Mm -hmm. well, wait a minute. I thought coronavirus was killing cash. Now it's talking about blockchain. What's that? It's mm -hmm. fighting. It can be helpful in fighting COVID-19. Okay. Well, let's. Can you put up the blockchain? What is blockchain thing up there? Okay. Just so you know, you know what this is. Blockchain is an electronic monetary system in which a, rec a record of transactions made in cryptocurrencies are maintained across several linked computers in a network. In other words, it's, mm -hmm. it's not just one f mainframe, it's throughout the network. It's, it's very accurate, very verifiable. The block represents digital information about a transaction, such as products, participants, dates, location, and dollar amount. The chain is the public database where the block information gets stored. So in other words, folks, it's the new cash register. It's the electronic mm -hmm. cash register. And you know, you've got digital dollars that need digital wallets. Cryptocurrencies would be like a digital dollar. A blockchain would be like where you do a transaction on a cash register. This is where that's going, but the blockchain can do so much more. Let me tell you what that headline said about the blockchain that could fight COVID-19. The Blockchain Research Institute participated in a virtual roundtable to discuss the potential use of blockchain technologies for public health solutions. The report identified five key areas where blockchain could be deployed to fight COVID-19 as well as future pandemics, identity, health records and shared data, just-in-time supply chains, sustaining the economy, a rapid response registry for medical professionals, and incentives to model and to reward responsible behavior. Incentives to mm -hmm. model and reward responsible behavior. So it does more than just okay. monitor transactions. Okay, I gotta talk to you about this for just a minute. Um, when, when you look at the narrative that's out there right now, it is, everything with coronavirus is for your safety. It's, it's for the better of everybody globally. No, it is global. This is not localized, which is which is fascinating to me. The way governments have reacted is pretty much very similar, maybe not all exactly the same, but pretty similar the way everything has come down. The way the mass media has uh, purported everything is pretty similar across the board. There's a narrative, and it is for the safety of everybody else, which is essentially what that article said. And then you also said, it, you quoted here, um, and incentives, if mod, incentives models to reward responsible behavior. That is what the uh, uh, Chinese social credit system did. Mm -hmm. You were, if you uh, do well in China, it still does. If you, if you speak well of the government in China, I've talked a lot about it here before, uh, the social credit system in China, if you speak well of the Chinese government, there's incentives for you because you'll be blessed by the government, you'll be able to have your kids in certain schools and things like that. Okay and more incentives. If you speak against the Chinese government, then not only do you not get incentives, you actually get punished. Mm -hmm. Your kids can't go to school, you can't get a pass to travel on a, a train, and, and, and much worse things than that. So essentially, that's what this is saying. Incentives models to reward responsible behavior. So you're looking at this, this is just fascinating with me, uh, to me when you look at blockchain, cryptocurrency, I still don't understand how it all works. Mm -hmm. I may never understand how, how this works. The tech part of it is, is honestly, it's beyond me. 
Um, but I do know what the Bible says about the direction everything has to go. So there's the, all these other countries involved in this. You, you read the different countries that are involved in this or pursuing it. And I'm sure it's, it's, uh, it's got to be, Bill, when I look at it, whoever develops the best system can rule the world. Mm-hmm. Is, am I thinking right? Ultimately, this is going to be put in place individually within countries and ultimately globally prior to the Antichrist and the false prophet implementing the system. Because they're not going to come on the midpoint of the tribulation and say, what could we do to have a cashless economy? They're going to just take what's existing and they're going to put it into their mm-hmm. coffer. And if it's not already in that, pay, that case. And I'm going to show you a headline that, because you talk about, he comes out of the revived Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. I'll show you some headlines on that in just a minute. I want to read a couple more quick okay. headlines to show people how real this really is and how okay. rapidly it's coming right at them like a freight train. Uh, PayPal reveals that it's developing cryptocurrencies, July of 20, 2020. MasterCard and Visa are making bold moves toward mass crypto adoption. Okay. Why every person on the planet will need a digital ID. Whoa, 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 what's with that all about? That's what we're talking about here, monitoring people. The Antichrist is going to be able to monitor people's behavior. Consumer behavior, he's going to be able to have all their records in their blockchain files, etc. So the organization that I run, and I'm getting a quote here from ID2020, we've talked about mm-hmm. this here before, is a leading alliance of large private sector companies, small startups, UN agencies, NGOs, non-government organizations, and by 2030, our goal is to enable access to digital identity for every person on the planet. This is where this goes. Mm-hmm. It incorporates itself with by, the by vaccine, the digital IDs, the whole thing like this can all be coming together so that you know they can okay. put together a digital ID for everybody. It's a lot of people on the planet, especially in the poverty-stricken areas, and that's who they're mainly appealing with mm-hmm. here, the, the ID2020, they have no access to public health, education, mm-hmm. they have no ID, identifications per se, this sort of thing. So it starts with them, let's make this a better place for them, mm-hmm. but ultimately it goes, we want everyone on the planet to have a digital mm-hmm. ID. So what's the goal, the date, would you say 20 what? 2030. 2030, so Agenda 2030 is what the UN has also to bring the world, the whole world into compliance. Okay, so I want to I want to say this before we continue. Here it is, it is, uh, what month are we in? We're in October. Today is October 11th of 2020. So with that, I want to talk to everybody watching out there just for a minute. Okay, you hear these things that uh, Bill and I are discussing uh, this afternoon, this evening. And just consider this, because there's a lot of naysayers out there. They're saying every time you see something come about and you say, well, see how this points to Bible prophecy, the fulfillment of what is coming during the tribulation period, um, if, if... Let's say by next summer, all of a sudden, we see cryptocurrency or blockchain, this digital money come about, cashless society. If you're skeptical on Bible prophecies, will you start to believe them? Because the Bible says this is going to happen. Here's something else I, I want to mention, too. Bible prophecies like this, we know they're going to be fulfilled because the Bible says they're going to be fulfilled. But they're going to be fulfilled. They're going to have their fulfillment until the tribulation period. And that's a mistake. I think a lot of prophecy, um, just people who read Bible prophecy make, they think that Bible prophecy points to the rapture of the church. Bible prophecy doesn't point to the rapture of the church. Bible prophecy points to the second coming of Christ. The rapture of the church happens first. 
the second coming of Christ is at the end of the tribulation period when Jesus comes again. Bill, I, w I would liken it to this. We see Christmas decorations come out October. We're seeing them, right? But we know with the Christmas decorations, we know they point to Christmas, but we know Thanksgiving's coming first. Same way, we know the rapture's coming first, but the prophecies are have their fulfillment in the tribulation period. So when we're reading these things, I'm thinking, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to take place, look up your redemption draws near. Bill, this is just absolutely fascinating to me because the direction of the world governments, banks, uh, is all going this direction. That was well said. And I'm going to take just a few more headlines, then I want to take a moment to sort of summarize what this all means. Okay. okay? And get into the pros and cons of the mark of the beast. So people are actually going to be having to consider the pros and cons of the mark of the beast at that lethal time at the midpoint of the tribulation. So I want to talk about those two in a minute. Now, uh, it says here, the question will arise over time, the ethical aspects of this sort of thing, with digital IDs and stuff like that. Here's a, here's a headline, will blockchain technology be used to build an evil social credit system? Right now, ultimately it will be, we know with the Antichrist, if that's the technology he embraces, and it sure looks like that's where this is going. But it talks about, as much as I believe the blockchain technology has the potential to solve many of the problems humanity faces, I also fear that it, what can happen to blockchain technology is used to take away the privacy and rights of the individuals. And there's more to be said about that. Right now, the Bank of Canada, headline in the Financial Post in October 2019, the Bank of Canada exploring digital currency that would replace cash, track how people spend their money. And just a subtitle here. An internal Bank of Canada presentation says benefits of digital currency include the sharing of personal information with police or tax authorities. Okay, so this see all the ramifications about this. First of all, they're going to get through the ethical arguments. They're going to use it for tracking, for reporting to tax authorities, and this sort of thing. Ultimately, if you don't, if the Antichrist doesn't like your you or what your your consumer habits or whatever the case, he can shut you down as quick as he can bring you up. Right? In other words, so that's the control you'll have over an electronic system. Now, one, just maybe one or two more real quickly, because this is going to have to go into an EU, a European mm -hmm. Union kind of scenario, right? Here's a headline that says, uh, Germany is considering the advantages of launching a di digital euro. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, So we see it's, it's over there in Europe right now. The digital euros are coming over there. So the systems will be in place. The Antichrist and the false prophet will embrace them, and they'll... They'll be able. They'll be able to monitor everybody. Jesus, God searches the hearts and minds to see what our thoughts are. Okay, where we're at. The Antichrist can't do that, but he'll be able to track everybody's footsteps, know all their consumer habits, have all their medical records, know everything about them. And the type of technology that you're seeing developing in the world right now, at at, at God speed pace, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, a turbo yeah. pace. Yeah, so I see these things rapidly going that way. I, I do have to have this disclaimer here, and that is that in decades past, people said Social Security number was the mark of the beast, uh, credit cards mark of the beast, ATM cards mark of the beast, the RFID chip is the mark of the beast, uh, now a virus, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the vaccine. vaccine, thank you very much, is the mark of the beast. So, I mean... Those things were the mark of the beast. Cryptocurrency, not the mark of the beast, but the technology being used to make it where no one can buy or sell. Um, look, I look at it, my best guess is yes, this is it, but I wanna be careful not to put my hang my hat on it because 
who knows? What if something else happens to pop up in the next couple of years that's even beyond this? I don't see how, but, you know, um, I'm... That's that's well said. Yeah. Because you're right. Hal Lindsey thought it might have been credit cards and debit cards back in the 70s, right? Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing, right? Right. So uh, we are just telling you what's developing in, in the world right now and how it could actually be indicating indicators that we are that deep into the end times. This is a type of system that could be employed quickly once it's almost developed by the Antichrist to accomplish and fulfill that no mm-hmm. one can buy or sell unless they take the mark of the peace. So yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're running out of time. You have some things you want to share. We have exactly nine minutes left. Okay. Do you so, think you can do this in nine minutes? Yeah, I want to talk about the pros and cons of the mark of the beast. Okay. Okay. People are going, well, we all know the cons. Believers know all the cons. You don't do that. You can lose your salvation, etc. Well, listen, remember at the time the mark of the beast is... People are worshiping the Antichrist. You know, there's supernatural deception going on. He's probably done a miracle in the temple, showed himself as God. You know, there's going to be people who are, you know, want to take that mark of the beast because they're deceived and, and they're going to want to be part of his system. I mean, people want to buy and sell, feed their family, etc. I understand that, but it's more than that. The pros. One, you won't get beheaded because if you don't take the mark of the beast, we're told that Christians who don't take the mark of the beast will be beheaded. Two, you become a worshiper of the Antichrist sort of a bona fide acknowledged worshiper of the Antichrist. Now, some people like that prestige. So, for instance, uh, I'll use an example. A Catholic is born, he goes, I was born a Catholic. I'll always be a Catholic. I'll die a Catholic. Some people like the prestige Mm -hmm. of that sort of thing. Um, You can buy as a consumer or you can sell as a merchant. Okay, you're going to have to, if you're going to be trying to operate a business, or be able to survive your family, you're going to have to have this mark of the beast to even do that. Right. Well, can I, can I cut in here for just a second? We see this developing right now, the fear thought already. Right now with coronavirus, when we hear about the possibility of in the future, you aren't going to be able to enter into a restaurant unless you have a vaccine. So the narrative's there. The fear factor is already there. So when people think, I will never fall for the mark of the beast, well, people are already going along with this. So there's a preparation taking place. I just wanted to state that, and we can move move on. Right, so there are advantages and pros and necessities yeah. as well. You won't even be able yeah. to buy well, yourself without I it. flew, yes, I, had, I flew, the, flew the other day to Nebraska and then came back home. And so you won't be able to do that unless you receive the mark of the beast. You start to realize, eh, well, maybe it's not so bad. Right. And, and it's going to be tough. Well, and, and the other one, too, is you'll obtain a personal world citizen digital ID, if what we're talking about is, is the method, that connects you to all the global services such as universal health care, universal basic income, global banking, world travel, like you said, travel, public education, and more. Now, I think on the flip side, there will be people saying, well, what are the cons? Some people are going to be reasonably wondering, mm-hmm. you know, it what what if gross. I don't take this? Yeah, right. Because there's some people over there that aren't taking it, namely Christians. There's warning. There's some serious eternal cons mm-hmm. and problem adverse situations with this. Okay, one. First of all, your benefits will only last three and a half years because the Antichrist system is going to be done when Jesus Christ returns in His second coming. So it's going to be very short lived. Uh, you'll receive loathsome body sores. The first bold judgment that happens, it's been reserved. The bold judgments are reserved for the second half of the tribulation. The very first one is loathsome sores afflict everyone who takes the mark of the beast. Yeah, for everyone who takes the mark of the beast, these are the cons. That's right. right. So you you will get loathsome sores. It'll be short-lived three and a half years. You will drink of the wine of God's wrath. You will lose your shot at salvation. 
You will watch the Antichrist, your hero, get cast into the lake of fire when Jesus Christ comes in the second coming. You'll be judged at the white throne judgment, which is not a place you want to be judged at. Everyone there presents their arguments. The, the, why, the books are open, and the question is, how, how were you with Jesus Christ? And they all failed because they didn't receive Jesus Christ. They all get cast in the lake of fire, which is the other thing at the end of the millennium, the other con. Those are very severe cons. I'd like to put those out forward right now because I believe we're getting very close to the tribulation period. We, as believers in the church age, won't be going through this sort of thing. But, you know, people could be going through this that we know, that could be watching this right now. This stuff could be within the next 10 years, folks. We don't know how soon until Jesus is going to come get us. There's probably a slight gap between the rapture and the tribulation, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, because it's not the rapture. It starts the tribulation as a confirmation of a false covenant. We're told in Daniel 9:27 and in Isaiah 28, verses 15 through 18. And then the tribulation starts, and the tribulation is clearly just a seven-year period broken in half, uh, 1260 days, three and a half years, 42 months. Midpoint we've been talking about today, all kinds of things going on in the midpoint, and all kinds of things going on in the second half. So in my book, I get into the midpoint, this last book. Mm -hmm. The Midpoint and the Last Prophecies and the Final Prophecies okay. book. That's this book, The Final Prophecies. Right. And people can get that on your website, prophecydepotministries.com. Prophecy yeah, or they can just go to prophecydepot.com. Prophecydepot.com, okay. It's a links to the prophecydepotministries.net. Okay. Yeah. okay. So with that, Bill, I have a question that came in. We have enough time to answer this last question. It is this. Um, do you feel that this virus has drawn more people to Christ or or think or to be concerned as what is going on in the world, which was somewhat normal? So it, it, it appears that is from someone named Eddie. Um, the first part of the question, I understand. Do you think it's drawn more people to Christ? second part of the question, I'm not sure I understand it. It sounds like he's asking, um, are more people concerned with what is going on? Um, which would lead them to want to know Bible prophecy. What, what are your your thoughts? Well, I for, unfortunately I don't know the stats. Yeah. Pre-research on if this is prompting more people to go toward Christ. Okay. But I will say this. Okay. Ask anyone yourself and ask anyone you talk to. In light of what's going on right now, there's three questions. Do you think things are going to get better? Now I ask people this question all the time. Or do you think things are going to get worse before they get better? Or do you think things are just going to get worse okay now you're going to find that most people are paying attention to what's going on and say i think things are going to get worse or they some people will say i think they're going to get worse before they get better but you're going to find very few people that think things are going to get better so my, my point is i think that you can take this information we're giving you today put it together with the current events that are going on and we haven't even talked about middle east things and stuff because that's all stuff that can also happen biblically even while the church is here thing things with israel some of those things and and realize that people are very concerned right now you can kind of reach out to them with that kind of question. You're concerned, yes, things are getting worse, okay? Reach out to them and then lead them toward the Lord. Take this information, point them to these shows, to these books, etc., to Hope for Today Ministries, and evangelize right now, people, because clearly if you're seeing all this stuff coming at you this quickly, like Tom said, the Christmas ornaments are out, well, the rapture's going to happen real soon, and people you know and love are going to get left behind if they don't accept Jesus right now. And you do not want them to go through any of this stuff. You do not want them to even have an opportunity to know the pros and cons about the mark of the beast. And they will be deceived because supernatural deception will be running rampant. And Satan will be unrestrained. He'll be running around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour without any restraint. 
that, in my estimation, is coming real soon, folks. Yeah. And you think now, if people think it's tough now, think about when the restrainers remove Second Thessalonians chapter 2. But with that, Bill, as a final thing, I just want to remind all of our viewers, uh, think of this. The signs and these things that we are talking about uh, with this time together with Bill, uh, uh, the mark of the beast and receiving the mark of the beast, not being able to buy or sell, and then the midpoint tribulation prophecies, those are signs that the Bible warns us about. We keep our eyes on the finish line, right? We know these things are going to happen so we aren't knocked off step. You keep your eyes towards the finish line. Jesus is coming. Remember, we may live in the best of times or the worst of times, uh, but at the same time, we know how it ends, doesn't it? God wins, and if you're on God's side, through the Lord Jesus Christ, you can know that you will win. Listen, Bill, thank you very much for coming out. This has been great. Yes, and, uh, and we want to say, but get on God's side now. Yeah. Yes, you want to come to God's side now. Ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. Repent. That means to make a U-turn, surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, you can even email me through HopeForOurTimes.com, and we'd love to send a Bible absolutely. to you and talk with you about uh, uh, salvation, too. That would be absolutely wonderful because that is why we talk about That's these right. things. And uh, with that, Bill, thank you. I can't wait till next time. I still want to talk about the temple that's coming in Jerusalem. For two years, we've been saying we're going to talk about that on a program. We haven't done it yet. Maybe I've got next lots time. to say about that. Okay, I'll tell you what. Next time, I'm going to have you back, and that's what we're going to talk about. Great. Thank you very much. God bless you, everybody, and thank you for joining us. And if we're not raptured, see you next week. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.